0: Welcome to Mission Matters, celebrating the people and initiatives that embody the Jesuit tradition of St. Louis University, celebrating what matters in the 200-year-old mission that is SLU, brought to you from the Office of Mission and Identity.
1: Chapter 29, verse 11 of the book of Jeremiah from the Hebrew Scriptures says this, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a future full of hope. Well, we're back here at Mission Matters. I am Sister Virginia Herbers out of the Office of Mission, and I am here with Jordan Glassman, who's a senior majoring in
2: philosophy and political economy.
1: Very good. And... Megan Tartell, who's majoring in...
0: Neuroscience with A minor in Theology on the pre-med track.
1: <laughs> Very good. And both of you set to graduate in May, correct? Yes. yes. All right. Uh, happy to have you with us. We are going to talk today a little bit about how you have experienced the mission of SLU. Because this podcast is about how the mission matters and where the mission lives, behind closed doors or just hidden in plain view. So... I think it would be interesting to hear from a student point of view, especially how have you experienced the mission, and how do you see yourself living it out after graduation?
2: Well, I think before we started, we were talking a little bit about um, how this podcast came to be, and you mentioned that you noticed that everybody really embodied the mission here at SLU, and so I think there's a great balance struck between really intentional um, activities out of uh, the mission and, and identity office, and uh, by other places on campus, but also I, I really do believe that people here have great intentions, and they sync up those intentions with the mission of the university, right? And, it's, you know, I think I talk to friends who go to other Jesuit universities, and most of them don't know the mission statement of their university, and that's something that we really, we really emphasize here, right, in our orientation programs, but also in the classroom, and I love that uh, people have a shared understanding of, of what SLU is here for. So that's, I mean, that's a very broad statement about where I see the mission. Um, but obviously I can point to my favorite professors and um, the Edmund Campion Society and Java with the Jesuits. These are obvious places, right, that I, I just so fully see Christ.
1: Wow, that's beautiful.
0: Hi, thank you. I mean, you hit it on the head really well. I think there's something about you saying, you know, when you other Jesuit universities, you know, they do practice these things also. But there's something about when you come to SLU, that it's not just something that we say is our mission, it's actually practiced. You see it in every person. And I think it's, I mean, you talked a little bit about this in the big ways, you know, it's in those big organizations and that kind of thing, but also in the little ways. I mean, I think I've always experienced it just, you know, what it's truly amazed me is just the community of people here.
2: It's not hard to find God in all things here. I think that's no. thats maybe um, a, a way that I like to think about it. And um, there's, there's just a ton of efforts going on. There are students who participate in incredible service and you know, advocacy? I might not even know about, but I love love hearing about them. Um, and and I think you could go pr- almost anywhere on campus and find a lot of really great work being done. And you can tie that directly to um, Slu's mission and the you know the greater Jesuit mission.
1: Right. Yeah. And what both of you are saying is that it's almost like the mission isn't words on a page. Right. right. The mission is walking around. Absolutely. Dr. Postello, if you're listening, if I were president (laughs) and I heard the students saying that, what better commercial can you give for a university, a Jesuit university, than that the mission is alive and well?
2: Right. Right. absolutely. In many parts, we're we're unashamed about that, right? I think um, we don't try to hide behind the fact that we're a Jesuit university. I think it's embraced by a lot of people on campus. And that makes a big difference in in the kind of students that decide to come here and what they end up doing afterwards. So, I mean, that's certainly been such an important part in in my personal development here. Um, But I could say the same thing for my peers as well. You know, they might have come here to get an engineering degree, or I have a friend who came here because he really wanted to be in SLU's business school. But they're leaving not just with a degree, right? They're leaving with a mindset and tools to go out and really be difference makers in the world under the guise of a Jesuit education, and and connecting that to something greater, something divine.
0: Well, and how often can you say that you're just inspired by your peers? I mean, you know, you're obviously we have incredible professors and faculty, and these people who are always pushing us to, you know, take the step further. But when you can also just see that in the people around you who are constantly inspiring you, I mean. That's kind of what creates that foundation here. That I mean, like you were saying, is that I am so confident in what's coming to the future as much as I, I wish I were a freshman and I'm jealous of all these freshmen that get four more years, I'm like, gosh, I would love another four years here. But I also feel very confident in what I can do because I've, you know, just been given so many opportunities here that I would have never expected and have just I mean served as the biggest blessings that have have gotten me where I am today. So I'm very thankful. Hmm. So what have been some of those things? that you've been involved in, the two of you? Oh,
2: man. You must have <laughs> Megan's list might go on for quite a while.
0: Oh, no. Well, I mean, you know, one of my favorite things I've done here at SLU has been um, part of the Office of Admission and um, part of our fall orientation team, ORFLOM. What's been incredible about those is just being able to share my SLU experience, you know, getting to, you know, not just talk about what the things that we've been able to do and participate in, but also just kind of show these relationships that you are so capable of you know, forming if you engage and if you just allow yourself to be vulnerable and to be open to whatever SLU has to offer. Um, so I think those two things, you know, have always been a, a fun way to just get to know incredible people.
2: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm one of the things that I've been involved in too with Megan is uh, the fall orientation program, Oraflom. One of the coolest parts of me this past year was participating in multiple exams with a group of 200 student leaders. I mean, I just sort of get, I'm like talking about it just sort of gives me chills because it was this great Experience where you had people from different faith backgrounds, right, and, and people were from all over the university coming together to help welcome the newest generation of Billikins. And it was framed through the examine, through a lens of gratitude mm-hmm. about what we've had and what we want for the future. That doesn't mean you're content, right, just because you have gratitude. But it, that was such a powerful experience for me. Um, another area on campus where I, I see a lot of that good work is in the Edmund Camping Society. Mm-hmm. So as you might be familiar, every Monday night there's a home-cooked meal, mass, and some sort of speaker mm-hmm. um, that helps connect um, students to their faith in a, in a new way. And Father McConey's has just done a, a tremendous job with that place. When I was a first-year student, I went my very first Monday on campus, and there were 12 people. We sat around a table, we had pizza, we had we had mass at the table, and then we had pizza at the table, and then we just okay, talked for, you I'm know, like 30 That's changed, yeah. Now, for,
1: three years ago. Three, yeah, yeah, three years
2: ago. And by, like, the next year, 120 people, and, and now consistently 150. It's not only Catholic students that go to this. I mean, it's predominantly Catholic, but there are a number of students who find it to be a place where they can have dynamic conversations about what it means to be a person of faith. That's a question I think all college students have to wrestle with. Um, if you've been raised Catholic, it's the first time— really, that you get to make this your own, your faith your own, you move from sort of a naive to a mature faith. And the college environment is I mean, just tremendously influential in how that transition happens, if it happens. And I think that place is a place that really challenges people in their faith and um, creates a community to, to sort of wrestle together.
1: <laughs> so here's one of my curiosities. How has the mission helped you become more of who you are? And how has who you are been shaped by the mission?
0: Well, I think I can dive in a little bit. So I've been um, fortunate enough, I guess, to get an experience recently where I was, you know, kind of thrown into the real world. um, really getting to use some of these tools that I've gotten to build here. Um, I actually, last night, just landed from a trip where I was on a medical mission in Cambodia. Wow. <laughs> but with that experience, you know, I went with an organization um, called Jeremiah's Hope, uh, named from Jer- Jeremiah 2911, you know, so it's a beautiful, beautiful verse, and it's kind of been driving the past two weeks while I'm there, and you know, I think I just had a lot of time to reflect on where I've come from and this is an experience where, I, you know, I went in knowing not a single soul who was I was going with, um, but knowing that we all kind of had this same mission and same goal. And I think four years ago, if you had asked me if I would have done something like that, I would have said absolutely not. You know, going to Asia, to a foreign country, to do work there for, you know, a community of people where I don't know the language or I'm, you know, very uncomfortable and don't know a lot. But I think there was just something about the Jesuit connection where a lot of the people I was going with had kind of that similar Jesuit background. And there was something about that that gave me confidence. And I mean, I think it started here. You know, it's people here have constantly been pushing me and challenging me, you know, to become the best version of myself and to take those steps to actually do more and to, you know, use what we're learning here in classes and, you know, in our day-to-day things and to actually apply them to the real world and any of the interactions. And so it was so special to be able to kind of see, um, you know, how my interactions here at SLU, I was able to use some of those foundational things that I've learned from those and then to apply them to people from across the world um, was pretty, pretty special. It was cool to be able to use that medical side of it and then take it a step further and add that spirituality side of it, you know, and to use evangelization and that kind of thing. So it was a very, very special experience. But I think I can, you know, give the entire credit to my, you know, experience here at SLU and my experiences with my family and, you know, this foundation that I've built. And that kind of gave me that confidence to take on an adventure like this.
1: (laughs) So were all the people on the trip from Jesuit universities?
0: Not all of them. So a good amount of them were. Um, The founders, actually, of the organization um, started it in two thousand after there was a the Cambodian genocide that occurred and they were in need of medical assistance. And then they've kind of started a clinic since then and continuing to keep it growing today, which is cool. So wow. the founders were, but not everyone on the trip. So it was okay. fun to kind of introduce them to the Jesuit mentality of taking things and reflecting on what we're doing and not just serving on the medical side, but serving the spiritual side. Excellent. Yeah, so it was a very, very special experience for sure. <laughs>
1: And Jordan, I know you were working on the Opus Prize. How has that impacted you?
2: Yeah, uh, well, I could go on for hours about the Opus Prize. Sister Catherine was the person that I visited um, in the Democratic Republic of Congo.
1: Let's give a little background on yeah, that too. Yeah. So
2: each year, the Opus Foundation partners with different Catholic university to identify and evaluate candidates all over the world doing great humanitarian work. And they give out a first prize of a million dollars and an additional $100,000 to each of the other finalists, which there are two of. Um, And so uh, as part of that vetting process, they send um, a group of students and faculty and people from the Opus Foundation board to go visit each candidate um, that's being considered. And um, I had the incredible opportunity of visiting Sister Catherine in the Democratic Republic of Congo. And what she's doing there is helping to get students out of the mines, children, children sorry, it's not students. There, I take for granted that they're students now, but <laughs> four and five-year-olds leave the mines and get into school. And the work that she's doing there is incredible. And she's an extremely thoughtful person. And what I was amazed by um, was just how guided by her faith that she was. I mean, she's a really humble person, right? She doesn't, she's not someone out there flaunting her relationship with God, but it was so clear in the way that she treated other people, the way she approached the issue, that, I mean, that she was really just a selfless person. Mm-hmm. Sister Catherine has a, a special place in my heart. I, I think about her often, the people that I met in uh, in the DRC. And that's just been one of so many experiences that SLU offers students. Mm-hmm. And and so it relates to the question that you asked before, though, because I'm thinking about who I am as a person in the context of my family history and my previous education and the mission of SLU and how I've interacted with that. And what I'll say is, I think you can be really intentional about the way that you engage with the mission at Slu. If you know that's something that you want to be involved in, or or make a make a central part of your life at Slu, you know there's a 9 p.m. mass that all the students go to on Sunday. It's incredible, 800 to 1,000 students every week. I mean, the atmosphere Pretty is special. unlike anything else I've ever ever been to. And then you have you can take specific professors that you know are going to weave. Elements of the Catholic and Jesuit mission into the classroom really intentionally, but there are also all of these um, all these ways that you just encounter the mission of the university, right? Without having to intentionally seek that. So something I mentioned earlier was job with the Jesuits. Right? I I love going to job with the Jesuits and seeing. I've got this friend, a Muslim a student, who I saw a job with the Jesuits once. And I was like, what are you doing there? Like, well, I went for the coffee, but I stayed for the Jesuits. And that's, um, perfect, that's so right? It's I like it. it was so amazing. I was like. This is, um, this is awesome that we, that we can share in, in the mission. Um, and it's not just the Jesuits who carry the mission, right? I mean, I don't want you to suggest that at all. I think we covered that earlier. But the Opus Prize, students that participate in that, I mean, it just sort of, it was like, showed up in your email one day. It's like, apply for this, right? Similarly, I think you can be exposed. I mean, I took an Econ 1900 class with Dr. Bonnie Wilson. If you're listening, Dr. Wilson, hello. Um, <laughs> and the way she taught that class was so Jesuit right it, it exposed us to a, a multitude of different perspectives and then brought these together in a really humanistic way and for an econ like an introduction to economics you just didn't expect to get that and I think students left that class feeling wow this is not what I thought economics was right and so it, my point is that you can engage the mission intentionally here at SLU and you can encounter it randomly but good luck graduating without ever touching it in some way.
0: Yeah, I right? absolutely right. agree with that.
2: And that you can sort of, that both of those lives borrow from each other. Mm-hmm. The experiences that I had before SLU inform how I interacted with the mission at SLU. And similarly, the way the way that I interacted with the mission at SLU helps me to reflect and think about who I was before I came to SLU and who I want to be mm-hmm. after going to SLU. Mm-hmm.
1: So. You know what that makes me think of? There's a part of the Catholic Mass that most people don't pay attention to. And it's after the homily, when the priest is getting the gifts and the altar ready before mm-hmm. the celebration of the Liturgy of the Eucharist. And do you ever notice what he does before he puts the chalice on the altar? Like what he adds into the wine? Did you ever notice that? Water? Just a little drop it's of water. Just, yeah. 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 You know why he does that? No, I
0: don't. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's awesome.
1: <laughs> so when the priest is preparing the wine... He pours the wine into the chalice and he just adds just a drop of water into that wine. And the best explanation I heard of that moment in sacramental theology is that the water represents our humanity and the wine represents the divinity of God. And the commingling of the water and the wine, they might start out separately, but when they're commingled, you can't separate the two. Mm. Okay, how beautiful is that? So the humanity and divinity that we experience in the Catholic Mass, you can't separate the two. Right. So what you're talking about in terms of engaging with the SLU mission is the same thing. You put a student into the mission. You put a faculty member into the mission. You put a staff member into the mission. A parent, an alumni, pick whoever you want. You immerse an individual into the mission, and then you can't parse out where the mission is or isn't. Hmm.
0: Okay, I love that. Yeah. I mean, it's those. So cool, huh? It's amazing. I mean, I did. I took that sacraments class, you know. <laughs> but I, it, what it makes me think of is, you know, we talked a lot about just finding the sacraments in your everyday life, and I think that, you know, those sacraments are are this mission. It's that finding it in the daily and domestic things, and I don't know. I was thinking about it as you were talking about, you know, finding your economics class, and I always laugh because, you really do find it in just the strangest places. I mean, and I work in a um, research lab in the psychology department, and. I, when I picked up my theology minor, you know, I always get questions on that is the weirdest combination ever to kind of see this science and theology intersection. And I love it. I absolutely love it because you find it in so many more ways than you will ever realize. Um, And it's kind of, you know, driven me to, you know, have this goal of the type of doctor I want to become eventually. But I laugh when I'm, you know, in a psychology lab and you're just seeing, you know, the interactions with people and, you know, how we communicate with one another and just the way that interactions are driven and you do see the mission and that i think is it's like you said it's it's everywhere it is really cool yeah Mm. so is
1: there anything else that you want to talk about in terms of the mission or anybody you want to give a shout out to
2: oh lots of people i don't know i I want to give a huge shout out to the professors that have been instrumental in my education at slu dr greg be about ruth groff and and bonnie wilson among among a number of others who I've learned just a tremendous amount from. They've challenged me in, in a ton of ways, and I think they've carried the mission each in a, in a different kind of way, but intentionally so. And so I, I'm just incredibly grateful to know them and to have been educated and mentored by them.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, I just want to honor Dr. Annie Nidell who um, her memory will live on in my heart forever just because of the impact she had. She's kind of the one who sparked this in me, the, my freshman year with her class and kind of introduced me when I came in to sort of what this mission was going to be. And I had gone to a Jesuit high school um, and, you know, I'd seen it practiced there and seen it, but I didn't necessarily expect it to be, you know, and have such an impact on me in my college experience. She kind of, you know, I didn't just like dip my toes in walking in. She really allowed me to dive in completely, which I'm so very thankful for. So definitely her. She kind of is the one who challenged me and sparked it. And then, you know, have to have to give a shout out to Father Ronnie and Father McConey. Oh yeah. <laughs> but just yeah, like you said, all of my professors and all of this this community in general. Mm-hmm. I think like I've said before, I sound like a broken record now, but you know, <laughs> I think it's in our individual interactions in the daily little things that you can really, really find big moments, which has been really special.
1: And I think and it- if I went out there and pulled two different students in here, by the time I got through the number of students we have, every faculty member would probably be listed. That's probably right, right. Yeah. Absolutely, it's, it's a beautiful Absolutely. thing that each person has gifts that reach other people. Right. And so,
2: yeah. When I uh, the two things that I tell first-year students when um, when I meet them, because I'm like feel like this old guy now that I'm graduating, <laughs> oh, um, I, I I tell them two things. The first is, uh, don't take yourself too seriously. Because I think that's a big key and call. That's beside the point though. The second is at SLU you have this tremendous opportunity to get to know the faculty and the staff and the administrators here, right? So something that I don't think we touched on was how the people that are working in food services here also are embodying the mission, right? They're I mean, Miss D, Miss May, Sherry. I mean, they're, they're, these are people I, I just, I get so excited to see them, right? I've, I've introduced them to my mom when she was here and they, and they, they really make people feel so welcome. And the sort of care they put into their job I think is is another really important part of what makes this place special Yeah I'm, I just am so so grateful mm-hmm. to have had the experience I have here and and I know that there's a lot of really intentional effort going into making sure that that lives on right but the best way to have that happen is for people to to be intentional about it to invest time in sharing why they view it as important and how that relates to their their own mission in life their own, telos if you want a philosophy major so I get to like drop one line like, a great <laughs> word before I get out of a lot uh, of things in there yeah
1: And whatever the occupation is right. of the day to day whether right. it's behind a, behind a desk whether it's behind a food counter whether it's behind a podium you know it's what fills your day that finds the higher purpose and greater good
2: mm-hmm. right absolutely right
1: absolutely well is that about covering so thank you very much for being here Megan and Jordan it's been wonderful to have you here yeah
2: it's been great to, to be here with you. This is an awesome initiative, so I'm glad we got to be a part of it. Oh,
0: I am truly so humbled and honored. I was so excited to be here, definitely. Well, come on back anytime. Oh, you do. <laughs> don't have to ask twice. <laughs> we will. And for
1: those of you who are listening, here we are at Mission Matters celebrating all the people and initiatives at SLU where the mission matters. If you have a recommendation or a suggestion or if you have seen the mission in the person in the office next to you, give us a shout out. You can text your idea to 314 314- 4413007 can also email us at Jesuitmission at slu.edu. Thanks again and until next time, God bless.
0: Amen!